We, almost two years ago when we went back to Thailand after the accident, we just weren't sure how things were going to go. Um, and we had a rough time at the beginning, kind of reevaluating everything and what could we do, what couldn't we do, where could we live, um, where could we get the best help for physical therapy. And we praise God that things have worked out. We're going to share a little bit about what we're doing and some stories uh, this morning before I share a message. We praise God that Lisa is getting better continually. It is very slow. She can walk a little bit now without the walker. Um, 10 or 15 minutes. I have to stay right there with her in case she loses her balance. She probably has two, at least two more years of hard work ahead of her. So we're looking at um, about a six-year recovery um, to where she's going to be able to get up and do some things by herself. And some things now in our house, everything's set up really well. She can get up out of her desk and go to the bathroom and back by herself. And with a walker, it's no problem. Um, but beyond that, we're working more and more and more, but it's, it's hard work. We praise God that we could go back to Thailand. And there's been some, some real value to, you know, the accident happened there. We really connected with a lot of the believers there and in in our church there who really came around us. And they saw what God did, bringing her out of the coma. And now it's an opportunity for them to kind of, in a way, take part in her getting better and see it from this side. And it's been uh, just something that's really connected us with the believers there. And um, um, they're just so, I can't tell you how thankful they are that, that we came back. We weren't sure what they were thinking, like, would they just, would just be kind of a burden to them. But they're so thankful, and we enjoy opportunities to preach there and uh, really enjoy the ministry there. I want to share a little bit about what Catherine is going to be doing. We started this ministry through a group of students that used to come, that actually come to our house very regularly for what we call family nights. And um, we just enjoyed our time with them playing games, eating, uh, just, just having a great, wonderful time with them. And they said, you know, our, our university wants to start this program for, so that uh, English majors can practice their English with foreigners who come from English-speaking countries. And uh, maybe you could talk to our, our, uh, our professor about it. So I went there. I met with the dean of students. I explained that, listen, we'd love to help with anything we can do to help on your university campus. And um, it's this campus of about 11,000 students. And he said, well, um, let me get back to you, and he contacted me again. I went back to see him, and he said, I've got, an, I've got this idea. What if we gave you a room, like a, it's like a storefront on our campus where they have some different shops, like a little mini marts and stuff. What if we gave you one of those rooms, and uh, you brought people in, and you talked with our students and helped them practice their English? And I thought, oh, great. And he said... Um, and I was thinking, well, how much are we going to have to rent this? Because I know they rent them out. He said, well, we want to give it to you for free. It's got air conditioning. The electricity will be paid. The water will be paid. We just want to give this to you. And you provide people that will come in and give our students the opportunity to speak English in a casual way outside of the classroom setting. And uh, my heart was beating so fast, <laughs> thinking, okay, God, you're doing this. You know? And immediately I said, we, we want to do it. 
we'll, we'll take the room, we'll adopt it, and, and, and we'll do that. We did, we did go there a few times um, at the end of the school year last year, because this is when that all came about, um, but never really launched it. June 10th, uh, the, the semester of the university, the, the new year of the sem semester starts. We had already planned to leave and not be there at the time, so we were just figuring out maybe we could stay longer uh, in Thailand and maybe we could come back later. How could we do this? We decided that wasn't really going to work with our schedule and things we had to do here. So we said, well, we'll launch it in faith and we'll trust that God will bring people that, that will come and help. And so a number of months ago, I sent out that email that we needed help. And Catherine is one of four people who are going to be working there full-time for the first month to help us really launch this. I can't tell you how excited I am about that, to know that people are going to be there and they're going to build relationships with the students because I just didn't know what was going to happen and how we were, how we were going to do it. Uh, it will be Catherine, another full-time missionary who's been there about a little over a year, just finishing up, a year and a half, maybe finishing up her language school. Her name is Liz. We also have Josh, who's doing a one-year internship there. Um, I think he's been there eight or nine months. Uh, he'll be really great. And also um, a girl from the Philippines who's been tent-making in Thailand for many years who um, will also, and actually uh, Catherine will be uh, rooming with her in a small studio apartment that we have um, set up. So we're very excited for her to go. Um, this, is our, this is really the vision and the passion for all of our ministries to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples and on and on and on. And we do that three ways. We share, share the story of hope about Jesus Christ and who he is and what he did on the cross, uh, building communities of faith. What Catherine is doing falls into um, really the third category, serving the Thai people in love because we're there to serve them, give them something they're interested in so that we can share the story of Jesus Christ. And she'll have a lot of opportunities to, to do that. This was an English activity day that was held on the campus. And all these students, most of these students um, we've met. And uh, this is kind of a fun day where they get to put on drama and different things like that and, and you know, show what they've learned in English to, to their friends. This is the storefront of the English coffee corner. There, it's a little bit bigger than that, but it's as you first walk into the campus, um, the main entrance right on the left side, a couple little shops, and we've got this room there right on the corner. And uh, it'll be open every day from 9 to 4, and Catherine will be right in this room, hanging out, drinking coffee with students, and just uh, meeting them and looking for opportunities to share the gospel. This is inside. Um, can't see that very well. It's, I know it's kind of a dark picture, but this is inside there. I think the next one might be a little bit better. Yeah, this is some of the students. These are some of the students that we are especially close to. And um, you'll get to see these, these students, Catherine. We're very excited and that you're going to be there. And we've asked her to be prepared uh, to share her testimony multiple times with the students. One of the interesting things is that we've developed a program and she'll learn about that when she gets there, to where the students, when they come to our, our center, they earn credits towards their English grades. And so we really have to put a, a top-notch program. And uh, we're excited about the opportunity. I did share with the dean of students and the president of the school. I said, I want you to understand, all the people that we're going to bring as volunteers are 
Christians. They're followers of Jesus Christ. And naturally, these people talk about their faith in Jesus Christ sometimes. They said it's just part of who they are. And he said, I have no problem with that. They want to do that. Just make sure you provide a good English program. And uh, he said, yeah, no problem. So um, we're very excited about that. I want to read this to you. Um, this is from one of the students that came to a lot of our family nights, a very special girl, kind of a troubled family um, background, and we had a party for her. She did a foreign exchange program. She went to Hungary for a couple of months. I think she's just finishing up her time there. Before we left, we had a going away party for her and another girl who was going to Canada. And uh, we prayed for them. We gave them uh, some American dollars so they could get some things in the place that they were going. This is a note she, she wrote to us on Facebook. Today, my uh, uncle Rick Kaner had a party before I and Prow. Prow is the other girl. Um, I'm just giving you to how she wrote it in English, okay? Um, I didn't write it this way, okay? <laughs> before I and Prow going Hungary and Canada. I had a great time to be there because it's family time. Good atmosphere, delicious food, laughter, and laughter. I'm so happy and enjoy with all of you. First, the first time I went to Uncle Rick's home, I'm so afraid because I can't speak English very well. But when I met Kaner family, I feel their kindness and not afraid anymore. Every time I go there, they always prepare delicious food and snack and for, uh, for us, or sometimes playing games, watching TV, and dancing roasting chicken. I'll tell you about that later if you're interested. <laughs> <clears throat> it's a Thai thing. Um, I eat and laugh a lot. I want to say thank you for your kindness. Michelle, uh, Michelle's the girl who introduces to these students. Michelle, thank you for giving me the opportunity to know the Kaner family and hug me when tight when I'm crying. Uncle Rick and Lisa Kaner, thank you for your delicious food, gift, and prayer. I feel warm when I'm with you. I want to be your daughter so much but my tears cannot stop. I'm so happy and happy. I love you all so much. You are my family. I want you to know something. When I make tacos for those kids, or when I buy pizza for those kids, when they come to our house and they play games and I gave these girls a crisp $50 American dollar bill to take to Hungary and Canada to use and and we do those things for the students, and we buy all those things. I want you to understand something. I don't have a job on the side that provides any extra money for us, so all of the money that we spend comes from our supporting churches, and it comes from you. I don't have any money to buy them anything. Um, it comes from churches like you. And so when I buy that pizza for those kids... It's from you. I want you to understand that. And I'm mindful of that very often there. And I tell the kids, listen, this isn't coming from me. These are, these are people around the United States and churches who love the Thai people and who sent us here to tell you the story about Jesus Christ. And so I want to thank you for sending us there. Thank you for the opportunity for me to do simple things like buy them snacks, um, to buy the TV where we watch um, TV, Thai, funny comedy Thai TV shows and we um, dance roasting chicken. You can ask my kids if they'll do that for you. But 
It comes from you. You're sending Catherine to go spend time with this girl. And I'm so thankful for it. Because it just adds one more layer to the ministry that we're trying to accomplish there. One more person and personality to reach them and share her story about how Jesus Christ has made an impact on her life. And I want you to know how grateful we are. We have no money. It all comes from somewhere else. Uh, And we praise God for the opportunity and praise God for letting us be there. I want to share one other story with you. Um, There's one of the girls in Cha'am. Cha'am is the town where Lisa and the kids had the accident. We're not able to go back there. But one of the girls that accepted Christ was a lady named Pilat. And Lot was, I think, uh, in her mid-40s. And she came to the center. She said she wanted to learn English. Actually, she was a prostitute. In fact, she was the owner of three brothels. And she came and she said, we want to learn English. In fact, uh, the third Sunday that Catherine's down there, she's going to go meet Pilat. We're sending her down to Cha'am, about two and a half hours away, with the group, the team, and Pastor Ang and An are going to pick her up, and they're going to go down there and meet these. Pilat came, and she said, I want to learn English. Uh, Can I learn English at your center? I said, why do you want to learn English? She said, well, I've been a prostitute and working in these brothels for a long time. If I can learn English, maybe I can marry one of them one of the guys, one of the foreign guys that come in. And uh, An immediately called me and said, Pastor Rick, is that okay? (laughs) And I said, teach her English and tell her about Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter why she's coming. We don't really care. We're going to tell her about Jesus Christ. And so over the next few months, they began to tell her about Jesus Christ. She accepted Jesus Christ. She ran three brothels. She also ran the underground gambling in our city. Police knew her well. She had a BMW, a Mercedes, and three houses. They didn't know what to tell her after she accepted Christ. They wanted to immediately just tell her, listen, you've got to get rid of all they didn't. They said, just, I said, just give, them, give her some time. Let's just give her some time and see what God does. Don't be too aggressive here at the beginning. So she came one day to the center and she said, you know, to the church, and she said, um, I have a lot of debt because I've been doing a lot of gambling myself and I'm in debt to a lot of loan sharks. So she sold both of her cars, the BMW, the Mercedes. She sold her houses except for one little one, and she quit, quit working in the brothels, and she was still $1,000 short. So we gave her $1,000 and say, pay off the loan shark that's charging you 20% a month. Pay him off, and you can pay the church back. She did that. She opened up a little, noodles, a little, little rice shop at the end, She went from making about $300 a night to making $10 a day. She doesn't care. She's she's paid off everything, and she's a follower of Jesus Christ. What's happened is, that was really the beginning of our ministry down there. We We started offering English classes Tuesdays and Thursdays. They're all bar girls, girls from the brothel that she used to know, that used to work for her. They come to our English program Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're kind of known as the, it's, it, the center is called New Life Center. It's a church. We're kind of known as the church with all the bar girls. And we love it. We love that designation. And so they're there um, learning English and learning about Jesus Christ because of this young, 
this, this lady who's completely had her life transformed. And the third Sunday, like I said, Catherine's going to go down there. She's, she knows the group's coming, and she's going to be cooking lunch for you guys. Uh, some fried rice and different things that she likes to cook, and uh, you get, get a chance to meet her. And I really want Catherine to share her testimony with Pilat. And Pilat will also share kind of how God's been working in her life. This morning, I want you, I've been just really excited about something in the book of 2 Timothy, and I want to just share for a few minutes something with you that I just love. There's an old song that um, I know that you know. It's kind of the theme song for our mission, ABWE, and Lisa and I love it very much. The song is titled, To God Be the Glory. Let me read it to you. To God be the glory, great things He has done. So loved He the world that He gave us His Son, who yielded His life in atonement for sin, and opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord. O come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give Him the glory, great things He has done. O perfect redemption, the purchase of blood, to every believer the promise of God. The, vile, the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. Great things he has taught us, great things he has done, and great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son, but purer and higher and greater our wonder, our transport when we see Jesus. To God be the glory, great things he has done. I want to take you to 2 Timothy, the last chapter in 2 Timothy chapter 4. At the end of Paul's letter, this second letter to Timothy, he, he says this to Timothy. Uh, chapter 4 of 2 Timothy, verse 18, right at the end there, I want you to go there. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I hope you can say that in your life. I know that God has done some amazing things in our lives and we've really gone through a tough time. But I can honestly say to you right now, to God be the glory. All the great things he has done before the accident, because of the accident, and that he will do in the future. Now, I want you to, I want you to understand what Paul is saying to Timothy here based on the context. When he says, to him be the glory forever and ever, amen. It's very important that we understand the context of what Paul is saying there, because otherwise it, it just sounds like a nice greeting to say at the end. But Paul said that statement in the midst of severe struggles in his life. And I just want to go through a few different places in Timothy and show you that. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8, Paul is in prison. That's the first one. That's the first real struggle that is, is described here. He's in prison. 2 Timothy 1.8 Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in his suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Number one, he's sitting in prison, and he's been put there because of his faith in Jesus Christ. I would say that would be a pretty big struggle. He didn't break the law. He's in prison because he named the name of Jesus Christ and he wouldn't back down from it. Secondly, 
In 2 Timothy 4, 6. This is talking about death that he really sees as imminent for him. 2 Timothy 4, 6. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. Paul knows for, for whatever reason, whatever is happening, that his time on earth is very short. I don't know exactly how he knows all of that, but he does. Death is right around the corner for him. And that's the second struggle. The third struggle is that he was abandoned by all of his friends. 2 Timothy 4.10 For Demas, in love with his, this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia, Luke alone is with me. Verse 16, look at that one also. At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. I mean, when Paul was in the greatest need, when he needed someone to stand with him and defend him, everybody left him. Nobody stood with him. He was completely abandoned at that moment. The fourth and last struggle that we find here is that he had great opposition. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. Great opposition. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. I mean, I don't know exactly what this guy Alexander did. But whatever he did, it was serious against Paul. And this wasn't the only instance where he was opposed by people. So, he's put in prison. He's close to death. He just sees that it's imminent. It's coming soon. Doesn't know exactly when, but he knows it's soon. Third, he's at one moment, at least at one time, he was completely abandoned by everybody. No one stood with him when he needed someone to defend him. And number four, he had great opposition against him. That is the context that Paul says, to God be the glory. And the context of our lives. And Lisa in the hospital for eight months and in a coma. And struggling and and having to work so hard and wanting to give up sometimes. Because therapy is grueling. To God be the glory. And I know that all of you are facing things that are really difficult right now. Something, if not now, is coming soon. That's just life here. Full of the world. The world is full of sin and death and destruction and hatred and a broken world. We can't live a life Um, that doesn't have any struggles. I want to show you what Paul says that gives an answer to this. And really four secrets that Paul has and understands from this book that answers all of these. Number one, uh, this is in 2 Timothy. We're just going to stay there for a few minutes. 2 Timothy 4, verses 17 through 18. Number, the first one is 
the nearness of the Lord or the presence of the Lord. Verse 17. But Now remember what he said in verse 16. At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. May it not be charged against them. Interesting there. He's talking about his friends. No one stood with him. And he says, don't charge them with any offense, Lord. To, to, to Timothy, he's saying, Timothy, don't charge them. It's okay. Remember what he said about Alexander? The Lord's going to repay him. I mean, this was something was different here. So he's not charging it against his friends. But he says, they all deserted me. Okay? Verse 17, but the Lord stood with me. I mean, that's the presence of the Lord in a terrible situation. I can tell you there are moments that I had in that ICU room during those three months, or the 40 days she was in ICU. There are moments when I sense the presence of the Lord more than I ever have in my entire life. So at the moment I'm having the worst situation and I'm looking at my wife in a coma and a shaved head and all these machines hooked up to her and breathing machine is when I sense the closeness of the Lord like never before. It was more real to me than you are before me right now. I don't know how to describe that to you. Except I just, he just gave me a greater sense of his presence when I needed it. Paul's telling Timothy, listen, um, the Lord will stand with you. When you're afraid and you're alone and no one's with you, the Lord will stand with you. His presence is there. Secondly, the strength of the Lord. Verse 17 again, but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. Not only, his presence isn't just to let us sense that he's there at times. His presence is to give us strength. And I needed strength in that moment. And when you're afraid and you're alone, you need strength. And it comes from God. You could do it in your own strength for a while, but you've seen what happens to people in the world who try that. And I think one of the most miserable kind of people are Christians who try to do things in their own strength. It never works. It's just a terrible situation. And it's sad to see. Number three, the protection of the Lord. Uh, verse 17 again, But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and that all the Gentiles might hear. Uh, at the end of that, so I was rescued from the lion's mouth. There was a situation when Paul was faced with an animal that typically would have destroyed him. And Paul says, the Lord rescued me. The Lord is the one who was there and took care of that situation. I'm convinced there may be a hundred situations I don't even know about every year in my own life and probably your own life. But there are some that you do know about. And Paul's telling Timothy, um, when you need it, God will be there. He will be there. And it's a promise. He wants to make sure this young pastor understands that. Number four. Um, is a future prize. 
not only the nearness of the Lord, the presence of the Lord, the strength of the Lord, the protection of the Lord, but he's telling Timothy, um, there's a future prize that awaits you. Do not forget that in the midst of your struggle. Do not forget that in the midst of your struggle, that there's a future prize. Verse 18 again, the Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his kingdom. No matter what happens to you, if my wife had died, I have a promise. Two things I thought of at that time. One, I'm so glad she knows Jesus Christ. And two, my life is a vapor. I'll be there soon. But I can tell you what, when I was thinking about if she died and my life is just like a vapor, I wasn't thinking about being with Lisa. I was thinking, I just want to see Jesus. He's the only one that can heal this. I just want to be with him. So the presence of the Lord, the strength of the Lord, he strengthens you. He protects you, and there's a future prize. So he describes all of this situation to Timothy, of all of his struggles, all the things that he's going through. He gives the answers here. And then he says, in the span of all that, you think about all that, to God be the glory. If you cannot say that in the midst of your struggle right now, I want to encourage you to dig into this word, to knit yourself closely with the heart of God and find somebody who will help you and hold you accountable. Because if you can't do that, I guarantee you're a miserable person. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way. But what I'm saying is, I've done that before. I've tried to do this in my own strength, and I've struggled, and I haven't really just put my heart in and, and been able to say, to God be the glory, no matter what happens. Um, and if you can say that, you um, are going to be victorious in your life. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for the opportunity to be here. Thank you for sending us to Thailand. Thank you for this body of believers. Pray for them that they'd be strengthened when they're weak. I pray that you would give them a great sense of your presence through struggles and when they're alone and afraid. We thank you for their heart for us. We thank you for their heart for Thailand, for sending Catherine to us. And we ask that you would use her in a mighty way to share the message of hope and the gospel with many more students that we just couldn't possibly do. And we thank you for her and the rest of the team that will be there and ask that you use them beyond anything that we could ever imagine. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.